0: Jenny, welcome.
1: Hello. Uh, Thanks for having me.
0: My guest is Jenny Pinzeri-Blotner. That's right. To use your government name. That's right. You are the first three-time guest on Full Cast and Crew.
1: Well, that's really exciting. Unfortunately, this is only my second time.
0: No, you've done two movies with us.
1: No, just one. Are you sure? No, just one. But my spirit um, <laughs> sort of soars through some of the other episodes. You can tell
0: I how think. much preparation I did
1: <laughs> for this one. <laughs> well, let's save that clip, and then Wait the next time I come in, just bump in that audio real quick. I did Clue.
0: Yeah, but I could have sworn you did another movie. Are no, I sure? think
1: I think probably just because we talked so much, and I I pitched. <laughs> A number of films, uh, and we films. went back and forth. That maybe it feels like wow. the amount of time I spent emailing you probably felt like a solid hour and a half of talking about movies.
0: Through the magic of editing, I'll say, Jay, thank, welcome. You are you are our second two time appearance Ooh. on the pod.
1: Is Alex the other one?
0: Alex is the other ah. one. Yes, she'll be back too soon. Okay. Um, I
1: hope I can beat her and be the first three time.
0: Well, you're going to have to now, so I can use my <laughs> recorded intro. I won't. I won't have to re-record. Perfect. Okay, so we're here today to talk about Young Frankenstein. Woo. Which I felt bad because it's kind of evolved that I've been talking to people about the movies that that they that was like their movie when they were growing up, which I don't think this movie has any relevance to you whatsoever.
1: But well, yes and no. Okay, so I, I did listen to your previously pitched. Um, uh, catchphrase the
0: yes talking to people I love about the movies they love yes
1: which I love that by the way thank you however <laughs> this this does fall in that category still but but you did say to me would you do Young Frankenstein I did and it was very complimentary because you said the reasoning was that it it made you think of me it did so I'll take that okay and I'm gonna run with it and I and since watching it which yes. I hadn't I can't believe I hadn't seen it I can't before. believe
0: you haven't seen it yeah
1: I I love it. Uh, it's amazing, and I'm so so glad that I had an excuse to sit down and watch it, and then I watched the documentary after, and I just uh, I'm obsessed. So,
0: well, I'm glad. I can't think of a movie that has a greater comedic cast than this movie, even up against Clue, which mm-hmm. has a pretty strong, oh yeah, comedic cast. But everybody in this film, Gene Hackman, Cloris Leachman,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I mean, my God, they're Madeline just Khan. Madeline Kahn. Terry Garr, mm-hmm. Peter Boyle, mm-hmm. great comedic actor, Gene Hackman. Yep. <laughs> I mean, all, right. all of them. Marty Feldman. Marty Feldman. Uh-huh. It's such a revelation to watch it again and really appreciate them all over again. Who was the person when you watched this time that, or this was the first time you ever saw
1: it? Yeah. Okay. Who
0: who did you gravitate to the most?
1: I think the fir- my first big impression was Cloris Leachman. That scene where she lists the warm milk, the Ovaltine. Would
2: the doctor care for a brandy before retiring? No. Thank you. Some warm milk? Perhaps? No, thank you very much. No, thanks. Ovaltine. Nothing. Thank you. I'm a little tired.
1: I was, I was just yes. blown away. Yes. And I thought, this is, this is perhaps my spirit right. animal. Yes. Um, but then later on, Madeline Kahn really made a... I mean, she's just... I'm obsessed with her anyway, yes. so it's...
0: Let's play the trailer of Young Frankenstein, uh, because it really is a good primer on the film for people who haven't seen it. And if you haven't, you really need to correct that as soon as possible in your life because your life will be better for having experienced this movie. And you will be, I watched it with my eight-year-old. Like she was so so into it and thought it was hilarious. And what's great about Mel Brooks is like all the sex jokes just went over her head so far that she didn't even ask me what they were talking about, which was great Mm -hmm. because I didn't have to explain anything weird. She was like, why are they smoking cigarettes? And I was like, oh, these people smoked in
1: 1974.
0: Right. Anyway, here's the trailer. It's
2: coming from the deep, dark recesses of the mind of Mel Brooks. I love him. Young Frankenstein. Starring Gene Wilder as Dr. Frankenstein. That's Frankenstein. But what about your grandfather's work, sir? My grandfather's work was doo-doo. Peter Boyle as the monster. (laughs) As Igor. My grandfather used to work for your grandfather. I'm sure we'll get along splendidly. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Floris Leachman as Frau Blucher. You played that music in the middle of the night? Yes! To get us into the laboratory? Yes! And it was you who left my grandfather's book out for me to find? Yes! So that I would? Yes! Then you and Victor were? Say it. He was my boyfriend! (laughs) Kerry Gar as Inga. Would you like to have a roll in the hay? Roll, roll, roll in the hay. Kenneth Mars as the inspector. And Madeline Kahn as Elizabeth. Where am I? <clears throat> Calm down. What do you want you to do to me? Mm. I'm not afraid of you. Mm. Listen, i I'm, I have to be back by eleven thirty. I'm expecting a very important call. Kill the monster! Storm the castle! Hensmanley! See Mel Brooks, Young Frankenstein. Yes, I think we could all use a good laugh. But don't see it alone. Don't miss. Young Frankenstein, personally directed by Mel
1: Blazing Saddles Brooks in black and white. No offense.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's a great trailer for 1974.
1: It is. is. That's great.
0: I was wondering, like, I saw in doing some research that they, you know, of course, they did the Young Frankenstein musical on Broadway. Mm hmm. I was hoping this was a joke that Mel was making and not sort of an egotistical credit because literally the title of the show is the new Mel Brooks musical, Young Frankenstein. Mm -hmm. I hope that's a meta joke. Maybe. I don't know. I should have looked that up. Yeah, he's so funny that I would hope so. But then maybe that's just right. like a very crass, like get their butts in the seats.
1: Right, exactly. It might have just been a deep marketing ploy.
0: So like the all the people that know the producers would have no idea what Young Frankenstein is, right. and you have to tell them that right. it's from the same. <laughs> right. <Jeez.
1: laughs> if somehow Mel Brooks's uh, producers was famous, but Young Frankenstein missed. I hope we don't live in
0: that world, Jenny, but maybe we do. I hope
1: we don't. I hope we don't.
0: Young Frankenstein, the classic Mel Brooks movie, is now a classic Mel Brooks musical. And critics and audiences
2: alike are having a monstrously good time. Put the candle back. Transylvania Heights comes to Broadway in this spectacular new production. Walk this way. And all tickets are 50 to $120. Blue gun.
0: Don't miss the screamingly funny Young Frankenstein starring Roger Bard and Megan Mullally, directed by Susan Stroman.
2: It's alive! Call
0: 888-MEL-BROOKS or visit ticketmaster.com. So Young Frankenstein started actually from an idea of Gene Wilder's who was working on blazing saddles with Mel Brooks. And Mel Brooks tells the story of seeing Gene Wilder drawing on a yellow legal pad. And he had the words young Frankenstein. He said, what's that? And this was like Gene Wilder's dream project, which I think you can tell he is so in this movie. Yeah. Like it is his labor of love. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And he got Mel Brooks interested. They worked on the script together and it's an homage to the actual Frankenstein movies. From James Whale, yes. from the 30s, I think through the mid-30s, basically. Yeah. I don't think I've seen any of those movies.
1: No, and I now I want to go back and watch at least 1931, yeah, yes. A Frankenstein, and then maybe Bride of Frankenstein, because this movie I know parodies both.
0: I did see the movie uh, Gods and Monsters. Isn't that about James Whale?
1: Probably. That sounds right.
0: <laughs> With what's his name? With Brendan Fraser? Yeah.
1: Oh. You never saw this? I did not.
0: Once a powerful Hollywood director best known for Frankenstein, James Whale, Ian McKellen, is long since retired and in increasingly poor health, his stalwart housekeeper, Hannah, Lynn Redgrave, mm. quietly disapproves of Whale's faceless, nameless parade of young gay lovers. But when the director takes an interest in new gardener Clayton Boone, a former Marine and Korean War veteran, it seems to be for something more than his usual casual Conquest. That was a Bill Condon movie from 1998, which won the Academy Award for Best Adapted Screenplay.
2: You might not think it to look at me now, but there was a time when I was at the very pinnacle of my profession. The horror movies were behind me. I'd made Showboat. Major success. Big box office. So now I was to do something important. The picture was called The Road Back. It was an indictment of the Great War and what it did to Germany. It was going to be my masterpiece. What happened? The fucking studio butchered it. They took the guts out of my picture. They brought in another director to add some slapstick, and the movie laid an egg. A great expensive bomb for which I was blamed. Well, after that I was out of fashion. I could no longer command the best projects, so I walked away. Why should I spend my time working in this dreadful business? Do you miss it? Oh, oh it was all so long ago years. Making movies is the most wonderful thing in the world. Working with friends, entertaining people. Yes, I suppose I miss it.
0: I think James Whale well seems like a really fascinating and interesting guy. When I watched some of the making of clips that you were probably watching, I was shocked. We did Airplane on the pod. Mm-hmm. And I never knew that Airplane is basically directly lifted, almost scene for scene, from a movie as batshit crazy as Zero Hour. Right. I think you ought to know what our chances are. The life of everybody aboard depends on just one thing. Finding someone
2: back there who not only can fly this plane, but who didn't have fish for dinner. I think you ought to know what our chances are. The life of everyone on board depends upon just one thing. Finding someone back there who can not only fly this plane, but who didn't have fish for dinner.
0: Any of the things that you assume are these brilliant comedic setups that these geniuses came up with are really just taken directly from the movie they're parodying. Yes. And this is exactly that too. Like right down to the guy with the weird mechanical arm. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, that opening train station when he arrives in (laughs) Transylvania, that scene is like pretty much shot for shot. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I think that's what lends a movie like Young Frankenstein it's greatness is they are trying not to parody, they are parodying right. the subject, but they're doing it so faithfully mm-hmm. in terms of how they're filming it, how they're editing it, how the performances are geared. It's jarring when you look at some of the color photographs and everybody's got the green makeup yeah. so that they look the way they need to look in right. black and white. It's such a, it's such a great movie. It's such a yeah. weird thing unto itself, even within the Mel Brooks world. I'm not a huge Mel Brooks guy. Sure. In general. Yeah. I've seen a bunch of them, but I don't like flock. Right. But I have a lot of respect for this after watching oh, it yeah, this time around. Definitely.
1: Well, and I read that um, one of the things that Mel Brooks wanted for the villagers, he wanted them to have British accents, <laughs> which is another way he was sending up James Wales films, uh-huh. because regardless of if, if they were set in Germany or sure. Eastern Europe, all, they all the villagers British had British accents, <laughs> <laughs> and I—it's so funny. It's you know, I didn't notice it specifically when I'm yeah. watching it, and then I read about it after, and it's just one of those moments that's subtle enough that you can pass yes. it by. But once you know, it's just a little bit of genius. In there. And
0: then I think when they storm the castle and they break the door down, they're chanting in German. Like right. he's definitely doing like a pogrom mob yeah. of Nazis <laughs> uh, going after the Jews. So. Yeah, there's a lot of varied accenting going on mm-hmm. throughout the entire movie, mm-hmm. uh, which is hilarious. Yes. Let's take a look at the first clip where we meet Madeline Kahn, the Ugh. incomparable. Yes. This is why I thought of you when I thought of this movie. It was One of the great things I think about it is... For a movie of its time, for a Mel Brooks movie, you're already kind of stacking the deck in a way against like representative female characters of substance. Sure. Because a lot of times he's using women as punchlines or physical punchlines. Yeah. And there's some of that in this movie too. But this, for pure comedy performance, Mm -hmm. the three female leads- Oh my gosh. Are incomparable. Yes. I mean, there's not another movie that has three female comedic performances this good. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. And so this strong. varied, yeah.
0: And each, each classics like so many classic scenes. Yet they don't seem like they're competing or trying to outdo one another. Right. They're pitched kind of perfectly for the movie.
1: Yes, and they're all so distinctly different. It doesn't <laughs> yes. feel like it really. And I think that you know, in some interview, Mel Brooks said that Monalyn Khan really made it her, or it was Gene Wilder actually. He said that she really took this role from kind of a small. Right. part and really made it her own, and that is so true, and she's brilliant.
0: Is there a Madeline Kahn documentary?
1: Ugh, let's make You it. should make one. Okay. Seriously. I would love that. I mean, All right.
0: If we Google it, maybe there is one.
1: Yeah, probably. There usually is.
0: Let's see if there is. There should be. Madeline Kahn documentary. No. Doesn't seem to be one.
1: There's something... Intimate portrait, Madeline Kahn. There are yeah, forty-eight minutes. That's
0: like some show. <laughs> four it's like, of them. What is it? Intimate portrait, Madeline hmm. Kahn, 2.
1: Audio documentary on Madeline Kahn.
0: Madeline Kahn deserves. She
1: does.
0: All right. Well, let's look into that. Oh. That would be great if that could stem out of our yeah three-time appearance of <laughs> Jenny on the pod.
1: I'll just cover all Madeline Kahn <laughs> every time I'm here.
0: <laughs> okay, let's take a look. This is uh, this is the. Train station scene between the two of them where one of the great things about her character, only as relates to her fiance, Gene Wilder, is she refuses to be kissed, touched, or handled in any way.
2: Mm. Oh, my sweet darling. Oh, my dearest love. I'll count the hours that you're away. Oh, darling, so alive. Not I. on the lips. What? I'm going to that party at Nana and Nikki's later. I don't want to smear my lipstick. Oh, <laughs> you understand. Of course. All aboard! Oh, dear. Well, I guess this is it. Pretty, darling. Well, how can I say in a few minutes what it's taken me a lifetime to understand? Won't you try? All right. You've got it, mister. I'm yours, all of me. What else can I say? My sweet love. The hair, the hair. Just been said. said. Sorry, yeah. sorry. I hope you like old-fashioned weddings. I prefer old-fashioned wedding night. Uh, you're incorrigible. Does that mean... you love me? You bet your boots it does. Oh, my only love. Taffeta, darling. Taffeta, sweetheart? No, the dress is taffeta. It wrinkles so easily. Oh. All aboard! Oh, there's that horrid man again. hurry now, before I make a fool of myself. Ah, the nails! Sorry.
0: She's also just gorgeous and hilarious Mm -hmm. and unique. I mean, the other interesting thing about the movie is all three of the female characters are so uniquely good with an opposite Gene Wilder. Yeah. In their own way. Mm -hmm. Like, he doesn't really belong to any one of them. Mm -hmm. He's certainly engaged to Madeline Kahn here, but... He then comes to have an affair, fall in love with Terry Garr's character. Right. Um, and that sort of feels right. You kind of want them to succeed as a couple. and yeah. You don't want him to be with Madeline Kahn, who then luckily finds <laughs> right. finds love with the monster. That's
1: right. She's just so brilliant. And her singing voice is so well utilized in this film. We're going to play so that. so beautiful. We will get to that clip later. Voice, yeah. That's hilarious.
0: And the brilliant... Marty Feldman Mm -hmm. is another revelation and rabbit hole to go down because there hasn't really been anyone as uniquely bizarre and weird as Marty Feldman. Yeah. Who engenders this like beloved response from everybody you can see in the making of things. Yes. He just seems like the kind of guy that everyone loved to be around.
1: Gene Wilder was mentioning, I think, that he was really nervous on set because it was, you know, such a star-studded cast and, that and Marty so was Marty nervous? Marty was nervous and so his energy led to sort of these really great improvised moments and sort of prank type things that ended up being yeah. things that got you know that were put in the movie What eventually. were some of
0: the ones you could remember him talking about?
1: So he talked about the walk this way that he did just somewhere on set um, in a rehearsal Let's go
2: Allow me master Oh thanks very much Walk this way. This
1: way. And Mel Brooks said, keep it in.
0: Hey, this is Matt the Engineer. So back in the 70s, when Aerosmith were in the studio working on material for the album that would become Toys in the Attic, they took a break and caught Young Frankenstein at a theater. On the way back to the studio, they're apparently joking about the walk this way scene. Knowing that Joe Perry and Steven Tyler had written a song that had yet to have a title, producer Jack Douglas pitched Walk This Way as the title. And that led to it becoming one of the most classic rock songs of the 70s. Anyway, back to Jason and Jenny.
1: And, and he said, no, 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 that's such an old joke. And he said, keep it in. And it's, I mean, so memorable. And then Mel Brooks went to put it in two more of his films. He put it <laughs> in Robin Hood, Men in Tights.
0: Marion, my life's not worth it. Just say nay. Ha! Walk this
1: way. Then he put it in um, History of the World, Part One. That's the also. light touch of Mel Brooks. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. This works. Let's 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 kill it. Yeah, I think um, Marty
0: was trying to amuse the cast and crew exactly. between takes and exactly. did the old "Walk this way" joke. <laughs>
1: And then the other thing I read was the, the hump. The hump He moving. moved.
0: He moved, yeah. And
1: sort of as a prank, waiting for the cast to notice. And when they did, it was another keep it in moment. And yeah, I wonder so if that inspired the moving mole in Robin Hood Men in Tights on um, the hundred, prince's character. I'm hundred sure it 100%. I'm sure it did.
0: 100%. God, Marty's so good. And mm-hmm. I love how, again, the subtlety of Mel Brooks, the first shot where you see Marty as Igor – Mel freezes the frame and pushes into his giant bulbous eyes yes. just to underscore <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> in case we've missed that.
1: Yep. So for uh,
0: disease moment. purists out there <laughs> who would like to know why Marty Feldman looked the way he did.
1: How many of your viewers, I mean, listeners, do you think are uh, disease purists? Probably a lot. Probably. Probably a lot.
0: Marty suffered from thyroid disease and developed Graves' Ophthalmopathy. Ophthalmopathy which caused his eyes to protrude and become Hmm. misaligned. Additionally, a childhood injury, a car crash, a boating accident, and reconstructive eye surgery may have also contributed to his appearance.
1: Whatever works, honey. You know what I mean?
0: Those eyes. Uh, My 8-year-old was like agog looking at Mm -hmm. his eyes and wondering what was going on. And they really do. I actually haven't seen the movie in a while. I was watching it last night, and I first I thought like, Wow, how do they do those prosthetic eyes? Oh, no. Because they jut about an inch out of Marty's head.
1: Yeah, it's very extreme.
0: It is very extreme. That's great, and I love... I could just go on about Gene Wilder forever in this, because (laughs) I don't know if this is the best Gene Wilder movie ever. It'd be hard not to put Charlie and the Chocolate Factory Mm -hmm. on there. Mm -hmm. Silver Streak came up recently because in our Harold and Maude episode, the screenwriter of Harold and Maude also wrote Silver Streak, bizarrely. That's
1: right. Colin
0: Higgins and he wanted to do a sequel where Richard Pryor's character from Silver Streak uh-huh. where he taught Maud how to steal cars and in a prequel.
1: That can't be real.
0: It's real. Really? Yeah. He I wanted would, to do that. I would have
1: watched that movie. <laughs> Cuz I have. do like I love Harold and Maud and I do like Silver Streak a lot.
0: Uh, as we said, I mean, Richard Pryor and Wait, Ruth Gordon. Yes. Not Ruth Buzzy. No. Uh, although that would be good too. <laughs> but Richard Pryor movie. and Ruth Gordon would have been amazing. So looking at Gene Wilder's film career, small part in Bonnie and Clyde. I always forget that.
2: <laughs> Aren't you glad we picked you up, huh? Your yeah. grand host, bud. Yeah. Maybe you all want to join up with us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. You sure would be surprised to hear that back home. <laughs>
1: what, what would Bill and Martha say if they heard that? <laughs> Lordy, they would have a fit. Hey, what do you do anyhow?
2: I'm an undertaker.
1: (laughs) Get them out of here.
0: It's hard to almost appreciate what he's doing and how complicated it is. Yeah. Because he makes it so effortless. And so both of any character that he's playing, but also always a Gene Wilder performance in a really interesting way. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how he does that. But my god.
1: He's so talented and there's so much physicality in his performances and it's and it's really varied too. I mean Charlie yes. and the Chocolate Factory is so different than Silver Streak that's so different from Young Frankenstein. Yes. It's great.
0: And he also has this undercurrent of anger.
1: <laughs> yeah. Always? <laughs> yeah.
0: But it totally. never becomes negative in some way. He's always kind of playing that so that you understand that the character is misguided in a certain way.
1: Yeah, there's like an undercurrent of frustration yes. in, his, in all his characters. That's interesting.
0: Yeah, great
1: observa- observation. Observation. I didn't yeah. I hadn't thought of that. But well, yeah.
0: you know, I don't host just for the <laughs> for the hell of it here.
1: Just for the likes.
0: Okay. So speaking of the anger, that's a good that's a good cue for this clip.
2: Uh, uh I go. Would you give me a hand with the bags? Certainly. You take the blonde, and I'll take the one in the Oh! <laughs> Stop that. I'm talking about the luggage. Yes, master. Ladies, this way. It's going to be a long night. If you need any help with the girls, please don't hesitate.
0: Jean cracking up on takes was like a ongoing problem yes. on the set. Yes, almost to the point of annoyance to some of the other cast members.
1: Yeah, Cloris Leachman specifically said in I think several interviews that it was very frustrating, and she actually felt at times that her best takes weren't able to make it into the film because he broke so often. Yeah, and then that scene that we just saw with the with the biting the fox fur, you know, stole. They said was the Mel Brooks said in, in an interview that it was the best and worst day of his life because it was so funny. Yeah. But they kept breaking, so they had to do it over and over and over. And Marty Feldman kept getting some of the fur in his mouth, and that would set off Gene Wilder. And it just was this over and over again. So that take, yeah, I think you can see him almost starting to break.
0: (laughs) It's funny because you, you always hear comedians and comedic filmmakers talk about that the way to do a movie like this is to play it straight. Largely, and that's Mm -hmm. how you get it to be really funny. And certainly, Gene Wilder is doing that, right? Feldman, you know, he's he's the type of comedic actor who is doing that, but he also totally turns to to the the camera camera, and is chewing scenery. Uh huh. Um, Chloris doesn't really do that. I think Carrie Gard does a little of that, yeah, but I could see Chloris being sort of old school in that regard, yes.
1: I think her and Madeline Kahn, I think, both. Played very straight.
0: You think Madeline Kahn played it straight?
1: I think so. Well, she's a little goofier, though. I mean, it's hard too because they, their characters are so so yeah. different. But Cloris Leachman is like just deadpan Incredible. with everything. Incredible, it's so serious and
0: yeah. and Cloris Leachman and Mel Brooks are both still alive, and they're both ninety three years old. Wow, that's crazy.
1: That is crazy.
0: Now, when we get into our Madeline Kahn documentary, I fe- I think mm. one of the things we're going to discover. There's a certain remove with her in a way. Like Mm. Gene Wilder is so emotional and available. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: He's not holding you at arm's length even when his characters are using their anger or he's screaming or whatever. He's giving of himself so much Mm -hmm. on screen. And there's a warmth. If you've ever seen Gene Wilder talk, he's very soft and delicate and gentle and he's not at all. He's a very spiritual person. Mm -hmm. When you were nominated for an Academy Award for that part, in
2: fact, did you feel that, um, that you'd arrived arrived where I'm not being facetious uh, s- success as an actor uh, fame and popularity yes, well known really mm. I thought that it was um... <sighs> when I think back to those days now how fragile that kind of success is my tendency is to say no But, to be honest, I think I probably thought, yes, I had arrived. I'll tell you why I ask. It's that almost every article I've read about you um, suggests that uh, Gene Wilder feels insecure. In fact, you spent something like seven years, I think, in analysis. Uh, How well... You don't have to be insecure to be in analysis. No, 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 no. but I said the suggestion was that you are. Are you insecure? Like every human being, I'm
0: insecure in some things. And very confident in others. I should say was, unfortunately, passed Mm -hmm. away in Mm -hmm. 2016. But there is a thing with Madeline Kahn who has this incredibly rare comedic gift, but it's always a little bit at a remove. Yes. I don't know if that's just the character she got.
1: No, I I think that that's another great observation. I think that it does feel like there's a separation for her Mm -hmm. with – she does an amazing job in the character, but I do think that there's not as much – openness with Mm -hmm. it. It's a little more at arm's reach. It's a little more sheltered, protected, I guess.
0: I wonder if you were around her and met her, if that would be the, if that would be what it would feel like, Whereas, like from what everyone's saying about Marty Feldman, it's like, he's just this big, like avuncular kind of kitten puppy dog presence. Right. What you see is what you get. Same on screen, same off screen. I don't know what she would have been like. Yeah. It would have been kind of amazing, but we're going to find out because I think that Madeline Kahn documentary- And you know what we're going to call it. If anyone knows, Jenny, it's you. You don't have the title. Um, You may not be the right person to collaborate on this.
1: Okay, just give me a minute. Come on.
0: (laughs) What's the most iconic Madeline Kahn uttered phrase in the history of movies? You were jealous that your husband was stopping back. That's why you killed him, too. Yes. Yes, I
2: did it. I killed Yvette. I hated her so much. It, it, the, it, flame, flames, flames on the side of my face, breathing, breath, heaving breaths.
0: Flames. I the know. Madeline Kahn story. It's
1: okay. I, I How did you sure. miss this? I, I, I was trying to think of a pun you using mean like her name. You do Yeah, exactly.
0: Jenny. I don't know. No. I don't know,
1: Jason. I need... <laughs>
0: How did you not come up with flames? I got you a freaking flames necklace. I know, for I out wear it loud. every day,
1: and. <laughs> No, I, I was thinking that I wasn't thinking of basing the title off of a quote. That's that's. Oh, where okay. We well, what were you each thinking? Other. I, was I don't want to come up with something.
0: I don't want to impose my title on the film. So you, you tell know, me what your thoughts are. Give
1: me give me an hour after we're done <laughs> taping, and then we'll just punch back a list? in. I'll boom boom boom, real good fun okay. stuff.
0: Okay. Yep. Well, why don't you email me later a list yeah. of your top five names <laughs> okay, for the great. thing, and I'll read them into yeah. the uh, record here. Beth,
1: The listeners will just be waiting <laughs> with bated breath for that list. I think.
0: One of the great things we have to play, of course, because that's why they give you an actual Frau Blucher button on the DVD. <laughs> <laughs> that you can play over and over mm-hmm. again.
2: I am Frau Blücher. To Inga, may I present Frau Blücher? After you, Frau Blücher.
0: Good night, Frau Blucher.
1: <laughs> her looks
0: yeah. of her pain <coughs> awareness mm-hmm. is so good.
1: It is so good, and I and I read that Mel Brooks- told her that the reason or that one of the stories was that the reason the horse is Winnie is because Blucher means glue, but that's not true.
0: <laughs> that's what everyone says, but he's right, like, that doesn't mean that. And he had some convoluted thing that there was like a German
1: yeah, a general or officer something named horse. I think
0: it just sounded funny. <clears throat> yeah, I think it's just,
1: yeah. She, she's
0: still doing it, man. She's doing voice work.
1: Of course she is.
0: She has four film credits in 2020.
1: Get out of here. She really is amazing. She's 93 years
0: old, Jenny. I can barely make it oh, to work.
1: I know. I oh understand. Oh, my God.
0: That's insane. When she was
1: 82, she appeared on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> and then Mel legend. Brooks tried to cast her um, in the Broadway version of Young Frankenstein. He offered her the role of Frau... Br- I can't say Frau that. Blucher. F- Frau Blucher. Yes. <laughs> Not quite. Um, and she couldn't she do was, it? She was considering it, but then I think scheduling or something got in the way and... Wow. And then the show closed pretty quickly. Oh, it did on Broadway. Yeah, I think it was like. Uh, it's probably because of the it was unwieldy like 2007 title. 2007 to two thousand nine. I think it was.
0: She's in the new Mad About You. Do you have thoughts about that? You're a child of the '90s, so yeah,
1: I am the greatest generation. The '90s. Just kidding. Um,
0: Were you an original Mad About You viewer? I
1: did watch Mad About You again. Have you seen it was these
0: a- ads that it's that are bringing it back?
1: Yeah, I have. It piques my interest, but it's just. Uh, it's a. I don't know. It's They're dated. really playing on the '90s nostalgia. The Will and Grace reboot. Is that a thing? Oh yeah, big time.
0: But I think that they want it to become a thing. But I'm not sure anyone is actually asking for any of this stuff.
1: Well, I don't know. I think I think there is a there. There's something about '90s culture that's very nostalgic because it's not just that. It's there are these pop up restaurants in like LA. Like there's like. They did the Max, which is the restaurant yeah. from Say by the Bell. I know, but Jenny, the these, these are these are crass restaurant.
0: marketing but stunts work. that are foisted upon us. But
1: they're so successful, so oh I do God. think that you know, like you want to go to like the Peach Lisa Pit. Frank is coming back. Do you know Lisa Frank? Yeah, Lisa but, Frank
0: never went away.
1: I guess that's true in our hearts. <laughs> In our hearts, at least.
0: <laughs> I actually bought my daughter a Lisa Frank sweatshirt, which I thought was going to be child-sized, but it was actually adult-sized, oh, yeah. but she wears it anyway. 90s nostalgia. That's 90s. But yeah. I
1: wonder how, I mean, like, I apparently am a child of the 90s, which I didn't realize until yes, today. Yes, I'm sorry um, to
0: break that news to you. No, thank
1: you. I appreciate but it. But it sounds like
0: you embrace it, so.
1: Oh, yeah, but I wonder how many people buying Lisa Frank now are not Oh, I don't the think 90s. they know. They're not at all. I think no. they're.
0: People don't know anything. This is the most film credits on Cloris Leachman I have ever seen on an IMDb page. And we've talked a lot on the pod about these kind of life actors that you're impressed by. Her film career starts in 1947 and runs to the present day. She has 287 credits as an actor. That is insane.
1: by the way, people don't know anything, which wow. is what you just said. That, yes. that you should consider that for the, maybe the tagline of the show of this podcast too.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to say, "Madeline Kahn, people, people don't know anything." Don't know
1: anything. Um, you know what I think was a funny cameo of um, Cloris Leachman? I'm trying to find it. I probably should have found it before I <clears throat> started Perry speaking. Perry Mason. No. Adam Twelve. Adam Twelve. <laughs> 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 no, she was in. Which um, Cassie? Fake. It's the f- oh, it's. It's in an episode of The Office. She's in a fake film that Pam and Andy and Jim are watching. We've had this
0: conversation before. I don't know anything about American Office.
1: Oh, okay. So are you a purist?
0: I'm not. It's not that I'm a purist. It's just that I watched and enjoyed the British version, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't, never felt any need to get an Americanized version of it.
1: I understand, I understand that. But I understand that
0: it's supposed to be very it's good very, and like good. everybody who's great was in this show.
1: Yeah, it's very, very good. Kimmy Schmidt. Yep. Love her. Mm-hmm.
0: She's kind of a, would you say she's a modern Madeline Kahn type? I think she's she a great be. comedic she actor. She's great.
1: She's really great. She's really great. One of my um, former college cappella.
0: <laughs> Whoa, wait a minute, excuse me. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Whenever anyone says, One of my former college a cappella, we have to stop down right there. And take it easy. Yeah. And take it easy.
1: It's a so, weird- well, hold um, up. Acapella uh-huh. was
0: a part of your life in your college years. Where did you go to college?
1: I went to Boston University.
0: Okay. Big acapella school?
1: It, I think so. Was yeah. the movie with
0: the cups out then already?
1: No, no. Okay. Th- that came after. Um, That's
0: basically your generation making a movie about their acapella years.
1: Yes. But Sarah Chase, who I was going to mention, who's, who was on Kimmy Schmidt, mm-hmm. was in acapella with me at BU, and she actually had started to write a screenplay for a movie about acapella. And I don't think that's, I don't think that became pitch perfect, but. Wow. Um, <laughs> now,
0: but we had yeah, another in, uh, uh, acapella basketball. acolyte here at Meeting House oh. back in the day, but from the Ivy Leagues. So oh, I don't know if that's me. a separation. Like, is there, is there some well, static? We, I
1: mean, we went, we went to like, Excuse me. ICCA. Well, what's <laughs> is funny. Is that the
0: international inter-collegiate,
1: intercollegiate
0: college. Corral? Acapella?
1: Well, the funny-ish story about me doing acapella in college is that I had Absolutely no interest in doing that, especially because the group I ended up with was an all-female a cappella group, which, gen- gen- like, genuinely felt like what my nightmare would be. <laughs> but what happened was my um, boyfriend at the time was in the very, very popular Dear Abbey's.
0: Oh, um, <laughs> God. Is that an all-male? male
1: a cappella group at BU. Um, I have no idea. I, I assume these still exist and and are just as wildly popular. But um, and he was like, you should join the arts, like sort of sister. Group. And what
0: was the name of your
1: <laughs> Terpsichore, which is the Greek muse of song and dance? Stop laughing, Jason. Oh,
0: that is too good. I think the names of college a cappellas. I have to look that up.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, they're, they're always so okay. good. Well, ours. I'm. I'm at least happy that we weren't one of those. Now, very yours was parody, so easy to pronounce. Here too here comes treble, or you know, like
0: um, here yeah. comes treble.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, but nobody can I pronounce terpsicori or whatever the hell that terpsicori. We went by terps. I always thought
0: it was terpsicori.
1: No, it's terpsicori. But nobody
0: knows that, Jenny. That's no, a terrible. I name. I didn't
1: name the group. It was like you know. Years I know, but old, that's a reason not to join. They were join. the first all-female acapella group at BU. Look, I had a great time. They're probably still really great. I'm not going to disparage Terpsichory. And it, Heaven well, forbid. Well, I mean, what, you don't want those girls <laughs> coming after you. <laughs> well, what was actually um, fun about it for me was that i it was my first foray into sort of comedic musical performances, okay. which was not a thing they did. But I pitched to them. I was like, what if I sang All By Myself but, like, Everyone joins in, crying, mm-hmm. like, in it. And, like, at one point— and then everybody was like leaving the stage. So at mm. the end it was like just That me, sounds hilarious. It was very funny. I like pulled tissues out of my bra and my tears. Yeah, it it really worked. I mean it was a like, it was a yeah. it was a funny thing. Um, so you
0: pushed but, them into comedic performance that otherwise would not have been a part of. Because it's probably very deadly serious most of it.
1: Yeah, I think it's pretty serious. All right,
0: let's play a game, Jenny. Oh god. I have here in front of me a list of collegiate a cappella groups. I'm gonna okay. give you the name of the group, and you're going to tell me which university. Okay, oh boy. And I'm going to make. I, this, I would have
1: been better at this. A few I'm going to years start ago.
0: easy with you. I'm going to start with uh-huh. some in and around your okay. college location, yep. so that perhaps you know you'll know some of these. Uh huh. The Din and Tonics. Nope. Harvard University.
1: Okay. I well, we knew we got to know the ones that competed against you. Yeah.
0: Okay. How about the Logger Rhythm?
1: MIT. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I knew you're going to know that. Yeah. <clears throat> okay let me try and give you another one how uh-huh. about well this though no. i guess mit resonance gives it away
1: yeah that's that's kind of yeah. a giveaway okay
0: how about the muses
1: i don't know that. also one. mit okay
0: how <laughs> about sure appeal nope tufts
1: Beelzebubs is tufts is that on the list
0: Beelzebubs is on the list
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh the Bezelbubs. did you say Beelzebubs? i don't you know why
1: it? that's how i said it is that right
0: uh, I don't know. I just. Uh, I would say
1: Tough Salam Write in. Let us know.
0: I would say Beazlebubs, but I'm I sure they would Be-zel say that. Bubs, All right, I'll give you some just some bad names, and okay. uh, you don't have to guess where they're from. But fundamentally sound.
1: Oh, that's bad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> where do you think that would be from?
1: Boston College.
0: University of Wisconsin. Mm. Let's see.
1: I thought we were staying local. Okay.
0: How about uh, on a sensual note? Oh no. American University. Okay. That's a like, that that's too freighted.
1: There were a lot of punny ones. It'll
0: be too easy to guess what the Smith Poofs.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. Smith College. Yeah.
0: Another great thing about the movie is when they're all in scenes together, this is like for comedy nerds, there's a great thing to watch for in this movie because you take for granted you're watching the movie, it's just entertaining, it's hilarious. But timing and balance and in the scene, who's doing what, when, is actually really probably meticulous when it comes to this type of stuff. Yeah. Otherwise, it could get kind of thrown off because somebody is sort of inadvertently too funny in the background versus what's going on in the foreground. Yeah. So when they have these complicated scenes where they're all in them, I'm just amazed by how well they work. Of course, from what you're saying, they probably had to shoot it 100 million (laughs) times. And that's probably something. And I also said Mel Brooks rehearsed for three weeks prior to filming the movie. Right. To get the timing down.
1: Yeah. Because
0: you know what the secret to comedy is, right, Jenny? Ask me what the secret to comedy is. Jason, what's timing? The secret- that joke always kills. It's just good every time. I think. I might be the only one.
1: I'm really. I wasn't in any
0: groups in college. <laughs> Nobody would have me.
1: <laughs> Did you try making that joke?
0: I think that's why. I think I used that as my lead. and <laughs> nobody, nobody gave me the time college, of day after what, that.
1: College improv groups or what? <laughs>
0: I'm so you, too, I'm so too you introverted. So went to school
1: on like a soccer scholarship.
0: No, are you kidding? <laughs> I was the least athletic person in the history of teenage boys. I did not play any sports. I was a malcontent. I was an oh, yeah, sure. army jacket wearing, yeah. long-haired, sneering, contemptuous, cynical hippie in high school
1: so you're like anti the 90s because that's really what your (laughs) what your zeitgeist was
0: (laughs) no because i was born in 1969 so when i was 10 11 years old it was 1979 Mm. 1980 so i would say i'm a child of the 70s first and foremost Mm. and then formatively entertainment wise the 80s
1: but you were born in 79 69 69 okay never mind yeah
0: 69 okay
1: I Just gave you ten years back. You're welcome. Whew!
0: I could tell. I could use them. <laughs> Believe me. Good. Good.
2: Oh. What is it? What's the matter? Quick, give him the. Quick, give him the. Watch, give him the watch. Three syllables. First syllable. Sounds like... Head! Uh, sounds like head! Bed! Uh, said! 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 said. 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 Second syllable! Little word! Uh, this, that, the... Ah! Uh. Oh. oh! Said, da uh. Said, a. Uh. Dirty word! He said a dirty word! Oh, sounds oh, like... like... Uh, to give! Said. Give! Said! Said, uh, give! Give him a said a give. Oh! On the nosy. Set a give.
0: So that is maybe the greatest payoff yeah. of Gene Wilder working himself up into yeah. high dudgeon. Oh, it's, so
1: it's so good. Wow. Well, what's funny about that, too, is at no other point in the movie is Igor Igor, smoking. Like, that's not something that he does. <laughs> that's and he's true. He's literally just pulling out a cigarette. Hey,
0: all for the comedy, Jenny. <laughs> yep.
1: That's what makes it so good. God.
0: Okay, you mentioned Madeline Kahn uh, and her singing voice. Yes. Which is, this is a great scene between her and. <laughs> And I also realized watching this that I probably make the mistake that many people do. When I was a child, I certainly made this. If you saw Frankenstein's monster, you would say, it's Frankenstein. Yes. But it's not.
1: No, I did that.
0: Why is that the only thing like that? Because it's like Frankenstein should be the name of the thing. Mm -hmm. Like it should be the name of the creature because that's what it is.
1: Right. Or why isn't the movie called Dr. Frankenstein?
0: Yeah. The it, they could have cleaned that up a little, right? Is what I'm saying.
1: So let's let's get Mary Shelley on the line.
0: Yeah, nineteen she was nineteen years old when she wrote that That's book. That's crazy. What did you do when you were nineteen? I don't
1: know.
0: Sang in a a cappella group? No,
1: yes, <laughs> probably.
0: <laughs> well, not many of us wrote Frankenstein when we were nineteen, yeah. Mary Shelley. So good for you, you little overachiever. <laughs> so this is the famous love scene between Madeline Kahn and Peter Boyle as Frankenstein's monster. And it's the long payoff for all the don't touch me stuff she does with Gene Wilder. And as Jenny pointed out, a great use of her beautiful singing voice.
2: Where am I? Who are you, what, what what are you, what do you you want? What are you going to do to me? Calm down. I'm not afraid of you. How much do you want to let me go? My father is very rich. You can have the entire world at your fingertips. Listen, I have to be back by eleven thirty. I'm expecting a very important call. Mm. Speak, speak! Why don't you speak? What do you mean? Oh, oh! You can't be serious. Mm. Mm. I'm a, I. Oh my God! Wolf. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm engaged, and and once he took, but, but I didn't. It was never time. all the uh, oh, 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 sweet mystery of life. At last,
0: I found you. Oh, 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 oh,
1: oh, oh, it's so good. And what's so great about that is she asked Mel Brooks if she could sing that, which is Ah, Sweet Mystery of Life, instead of what he had proposed, which was cheek to um, oh, cheek. Because better. it starts with an ah, so she could go right yes. from the moaning into the song, and it's so funny and so brilliant. Wow. Yeah.
0: Jeez. God. I can't wait for our documentary. I know. Um, okay, what else? What else do you want to talk about in relation to young Frankenstein?
1: Gene Hackman.
0: Gene Hackman. Wanted to do this because he wanted to prove that he could do – he wanted to try comedy. Yep. Now, they say this – I don't know if this is really true. Do you believe this, that audiences didn't recognize him when the movie was released? I
1: kind of do.
0: I think maybe in that 1974 time, that could actually be possible. Yeah. Because we're not, like, inundated at that time with everybody all the time and exactly how they looked last week.
1: Right. And no one thought of him – as a comedic actor, right? So um, maybe it wasn't in anyone's mind that that's who that could be, but and he wasn't originally credited when the film. I guess first that's came why. Yeah. yeah.
0: So it's I got I had the clip and I lost it here. I gotta find it again.
1: But yes, just what you were saying. He wanted to try comedy, and since he played tennis with Gene Wilder, <laughs> he asked if he could.
0: Uh, I was kind of depressed to hear that. I mean, I'm glad for them that they were like physically active, but sure. it sort of went against my archetype that I had in my mind of of Gene Wilder, that he was like an active tennis player. I don't know.
1: What did you? What do you want your Gene Wilder? I to don't be?
0: know. I guess. I mean, I don't know. I just hmm. I, tennis just, just seems on like, his
1: trampoline at home. No,
0: it just seems like kind of elite. You know? Yeah. And he seems like so much of his comedy is so pointedly. Kind of anti-societal mm-hmm. conventions. Yeah, you know, if you think about all the characters that he plays, he's always pointing out something about ourselves.
1: So, what's like the anti-sport?
0: <laughs> Acapella,
1: skateboarding. No, I wouldn't really see him as a skateboarder. I guess I see him just <laughs> sort of
0: like sitting around in a sumptuous reading room, yeah, like in a smoking jacket, yeah, opening tomes,
1: yeah. That's sure. what I
0: want. That's what I want to think of, or like bringing Gilda some tea, yeah. You know, like playing tennis with Gene Hackman. It's right. a little L.A. And I it guess that's probably that part of him that, that they all have. But, you yeah. know.
1: It's true. Anytime I read about these people meeting for brunch in Beverly Hills, I'm like, oh, come yeah, on. Yeah, it's like you
0: don't want to know that. It's funny. I was looking for the blind priest scene uh, earlier today.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And for some reason, that scene is such a classic. I could find it dubbed into Italian, wow, Spanish. All these other languages have that scene dubbed.
1: So good. Cigars.
0: Hmm. Take one.
2: Mm. Mm. What? Mm. No. Mm. no. No, no. Fire is good. Mm. Fire is good. Yes, fire. Fire is our friend. Yes. Mm. I, I'll show you. I, I'll show you. Mm. 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 You see. You see. Yeah. Do you have your cigar? Let me see. Let me see. No, no, no. I guess hold it back right here. No. Don't inhale until the tip glows. Mm. No!
1: Gonna make
0: espresso. Great line. It's so good. I think they said he ad libbed that. Yes. And the reason that it goes to black right away is that everyone on the set cracked up. Yes.
1: They're like had to just cut right there because it was too funny. It's great. What a what a um debut for uh, his. Yeah, why didn't Gene, his wh- comedy. Didn't
0: why didn't anyone give Gene Hackman great comedies after this?
1: He was in the birdcage.
0: <laughs> True. See, that's another nineties movie for you.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm here for.
0: All right, let's talk a little bit about your childhood television viewing habits, Jenny. Oh. Are you a child of the 80s?
1: (laughs) Well, I was born in the 80s. Does that count?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I guess as long as you're— I I grew up in the 90s. Then you're 10 in 1990. I grew up in the 90s. So your formative television and movie years were the 90s. Yeah, I was 10 in
1: 1994.
0: You were born in 1984. I was. Okay, you're not a child of the 80s, Jenny. You're okay. not. You're a child of the 90s. I'm a
1: child of the 90s. You're a child
0: of the 90s. Ni- I know why you don't want to admit that. I would not want to admit no, that either.
1: No, I, I had a great childhood. I just didn't. No, have- I'm sure your
0: parents <laughs> did a great job. I'm just saying in terms of a decade to be from, right. you'd really much rather say you're a child of the 80s than a child of the 90s because the 90s is, as we've also discussed on the pod, the worst decade in the history of the world. <laughs> it's
1: true. Is it?
0: Musically, uh, culturally, goatees, plaid jackets. Wow.
1: You there's weren't no, into, like, uh...
0: There's really nothing good and I mean, there's 90s
1: alt-rock, you weren't into that really... I mean, I
0: was then, but I think we all regret <laughs> that. Grunge. You guys parody, you and we Adam do. parody we that do. in your musical we do. career, so... Yeah. It's not like you don't see it for what it is. Yo, I'm Chad.
1: And I'm Blake.
0: And we're from the band Simon <laughs> Never Said. We've toured with groups like Hootie and the Blowfish, and Gin Blossoms, and Dishwalla.
1: We've sold millions of CDs and tapes.
0: We're celebrating 20 years together as a band. And in honor of this occasion, we're re-releasing the music video for the song that made us famous. From 1996, it's Interesting, Interesting Girl. Girl. wears t-shirts in the rain She only laughs on Wednesdays She tells me that herself is not who she wants to be now She likes to buy in bulk She drinks water from the toilet She tells me it's 2.30 when it's really a quarter to three now She's scared to use the remote In the summer she wears a coat So iron it's like everything she does is opposite from the way that a normal person would do things isn't that
1: interesting now it's it is very I mean maybe that's why I like it so much so much fodder for true comedy
0: so you think you missed some of the movies from the 70s and the 80s
1: I I know I did <laughs> although I feel like I got a I got a I was lucky that I had a decent education from my parents and my oldest sister Bringing me into these, like my oldest sister's the one who showed me clue, because okay. that came out in eighty five right. So.
0: so they had taste they had good taste, yeah. yeah. and they what did they like when you were growing up? what was the what was the atmosphere? Did they like funny movies? Did they like all movies?
1: Uh, a lot of comedies. My sister was very into British stuff. Okay. So that's where I got the Monty Python and, and that whole introduction yep. and some British TV that was pretty great. And then my parents, I think the movies we watched frequently as a family, we watched um, City Slickers. Okay. We watched Apollo 13. Interesting. Dichotomy. <laughs> you know, yeah, uh-huh, That was dad's of choice? Yes. Yes, definitely. <laughs> uh, we watched Father of the Brides, the Steve Martin one. So I'm
0: guessing that your father was the lone male in a house full of women.
1: That is 100% correct. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's like, can I please get Apollo 13? Teen that's on the TV. Right, that's right. No, there's like what three voices.
1: Yeah, there are th- three girls. Yeah, three girls drowning so him four out. Four with my mom.
0: Four with your mom drowning him out.
1: But my our, our dog was male, so he. Had oh, okay. That. Mm-hmm. Did the
0: dog ever get to choose one of the movies? No. All right. So mm-hmm. what else was watched at home?
1: Both my parents, I think, were really into Steve Martin, mm. Billy Crystal. So a lot of that. Okay. You know, those films, and then um, how about Dirty
0: Rotten Scoundrels?
1: Oh yeah, love Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Great movie. Great movie. Um, one of my favorites. Oh, Gene Wilder. That's how I saw Silver Street. Oh, okay. And then my dad and I also have this side genre of, like, the mystery kind of thriller thing. So we we were into that, too. Okay, Like,
0: what type of – like, movies um, or TV shows?
1: Both. So okay. I was very into Poirot, so mystery. Wow. <laughs> uh-huh. Highfalutin. Yeah, I'm very fancy.
0: I tried to get into Poirot recently. I, don't know, I, I, I haven't have found the entry point.
1: What about Sherlock?
0: The, the current Sherlock? Yeah. Love it.
1: Great. Love yeah.
0: it. Yeah. Love it. But that's where I tried to get – like, I've tried many times – I've, I've actually read some of the Poirot novels, uh-huh. which are great.
1: Mm-hmm. I got the Christie classic.
0: And I'm not sure what it is about the filmed adaptations hmm. that I haven't been able to get into.
1: Well, I think that the TV series with David Suchet playing yep. Poirot is my, in my That's opinion, the one. That's the to best one to watch. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I have to try that again. Mm-hmm. There's something about it. I don't know what it is that... Um, that I haven't been able to sink my teeth into because that's as you know that's totally my oh, yeah. my genre too. oh yeah definitely okay and then so,
1: sneakers I think was one of the first movies that's not exactly that but it's a great movie
0: oh god I love sneakers me too when I watch sneakers that reminds me of such a simpler time when we could just be happy watching a movie like that oh yeah you know yeah a little joking between Sydney Poitier and Redford
1: yeah good stuff
0: yeah that's such a good movie
1: yeah those are probably I probably okay, watched so that when good, I was like ten you, you know good like,
0: filmic tastes yes. in your house oh
1: Indiana Jones those that series mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Yeah. And would you guys go out to the movies or would you watch movies at home or both?
1: Um, both. But usually I think at home. We did a lot. We did like a family. There's a, family a short movie period of time. We did a family movie night. Oh God, I know. I did. Apple pie right? and
0: ice cream and. Uh,
1: Pretty much. You're
0: idyllic. I know. Now, w- where did you grow up?
1: Uh, Massachusetts. Okay. Northeastern Massachusetts.
0: North. E- is that. Are you saying Northeastern with an accent?
1: No. <laughs> I, I was just teasing you.
0: Northeastern.
1: Yeah. North Easton, E-A-S-T-O-N.
0: E-E-E-A-S-T-O-N.
1: Easton, Easton, go fight win. Wow. hmm
0: That sounds idyllic, Jenny. <laughs> Man, I'm sort of
1: I'm You grew sad. up in Massachusetts.
0: No, I grew up in Connecticut.
1: Oh. Yeah. You're just a New England sports fan.
0: Uh, well, I went to college in Massachusetts. Oh, okay. I'm going to get ready to Google quickly here. So take me back in time. Oh boy. It's the 90s. Woo. Young Jenny is home from school. Mm-hmm. Were you a latchkey child, or was your mom home when you got home from school? What was your after-school life like? So, Oh, my God. Wait. Let me guess. Tap, ballet, <laughs> voice lessons, <laughs> piano, right?
1: Uh, not piano. Oh. I wish I'd, I had piano But lessons. all the others. Yeah. I was very lucky. I, my mom was a kindergarten teacher. Great. So she was usually, for most of my life, she was home before I was home. Okay. There were a few years where I think I got home before her by maybe like half an hour. But okay. that was like... Middle school, probably. Hello. What was I watching? What 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 age are we talking about here?
0: I mean, I always think of this sweet spot of childhood television is going to be it's like ten to twelve to I don't know, mm-hmm. like preteen years, mm-hmm. somewhat. But it could really be anything. Whatever for you was just oh the God. most formative. Essential thing that you watched when you came home from school.
1: I remember watching when I when I was younger and came home from school lamb chops play along
0: You mean like sherry lewis and lamb chop.
1: That's right. If you're into
0: fun and you love to play. If you like funny jokes, they put you away. If you like to dance to a
2: slamming sound and you like having lots of friends around. And if you're one
0: of those kids who lives by the rule that sad is bad and happy is cool. oh
2: little buddy, you're about to see you're at the very best place that you could be. Hey, it's top, Play along. It's kids come to play
1: along and fun things and all
0: Okay, yep. I did not know that Sherry Lewis tried to invent white hip-hop in the 90s.
1: <laughs> she didn't try. She succeeded, Jason. <laughs> that is incredible. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then the ending theme was the most annoying song of all time.
0: Is it the song that never ends? It is. The song, sure. that does is that what it's called? This
1: is the song that doesn't end. Oh, yes, God. it goes on and I'm on
0: literally annoyed already. Friend.
2: Just wait. Some people started singing it, not knowing what it was. Jenny is and smiling and
0: is moving to the music. I can tell what the joke is. It just goes on and on and on and doesn't end.
2: That's it? <laughs> <laughs> and they'll continue singing it forever just because this is the song that you it <laughs> i Key change. On
0: on this is very meta for a kids show.
2: Okay.
0: Sherry gets it.
1: She, it was a funny show. It was 92 to 95 and then reruns until 97. Wow. So that fits in that pocket. That's
0: right. Yeah, that's um, perfect.
1: But I remember being really into "Say by the Bell.
0: Oh my god, Jenny just like rocked I know, out. I know the last all the words, words to all of
1: these theme songs too. You could play 20 seconds of any 90s theme song and I could tell you what it is. Probably five seconds.
0: Oh, uh, Saved by the Bell. Now I'm mm-hmm. trying to remember because this is a little after my time. When mm-hmm. when I got it, when I when we watched Save by the Bell, mm-hmm. we watched it ironically. Oh. So because oh, by no. when was this on? 93, 95? Like we were in college or post-college when this was successful.
1: Say by the bell. Let's see, 80, oh, 89 to ninety three. Yeah, but Wait. the eighty nine year no, is no, that no. weird one. Oh, but I watched a lot of reruns. Yeah, eighty nine was probably Good Morning, Miss Bliss.
0: Yes, that's right.
1: Which was a very which was a different show. So but, we
0: watched uh, this ironically, and it's, there's okay. there's a great viewing to be had when watching this. Ironically, mm-hmm. that's why all the memes that we enjoy now, like you know the the showgirls, so yeah, the showgirls one, like what's her name.
1: Um, Jesse Spano, is Jesse a character Sp- named Elizabeth Berkeley, is the. So actress. I noticed you refer to
0: them as the characters first because of your close personal <laughs> relationship right. uh-huh. to them.
1: Yeah, I remember actually my, um, my, my sister Melissa and my next door neighbor Troy and I went into the um, Expo Center in Boston because Mark Paul Gossler, Gossler, I don't know. Gosslerly i I'm sure, was there signing autographs. <sighs> And it was like uh, you weren't
0: going, ironically. Probably
1: no, I was a child. Okay. And his dad agreed to take us. And I remember it was probably like February, so it was wow. twenty degrees. But I wanted to look like
0: it was summer. Singing the Bell. Okay. I wanted to
1: look like Kelly Kapowski, so I wore shorts and a t-shirt and keds, <laughs> and I was freezing. <laughs> I don't know how my mom let me. This out was of the an house
0: indoor like mall, hopefully.
1: It was the Expo Center.
0: I don't know what that means.
1: That was the big.
0: Is it like where they have trade shows?
1: Yeah, it's changed names. Like a what was he? Times. What was
0: it? Was it like a like a like a Comic Con or something? Uh,
1: no, it was like probably something weird, like a car show that he oh, was okay. at for some reason. I I don't know why he was there. Okay, but, so
0: you're there, and but I remember
1: s- being like, maybe Zach will notice that I look identical to Kelly Kapowski, <sighs> at, but in a nine year old's body, and he had he did not care about the nine year old mm. fans because they were like women fans who were there to see him
0: <laughs> but, and he was probably oh, not 17 years no, old no he
1: was probably not no yeah that's so weird i don't know how old he is but um so
0: wait so you so it did succeed you you were able to go through the line and get the autograph
1: yes yes did but, you
0: have to pay for the autograph or did your
1: tough call i don't remember don't i was remember. too young
0: that's probably before paying for autographs was a thing
1: i, I bet he was so. there
0: as an attraction to draw people in yeah yeah to the oh, car show or whatever it was. speaking
1: of autographs, my I did get an autograph and a picture with my first real serious, serious heartthrob boy crush. Okay. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Dad,
2: Dad! Yeah, Randy. Look at this neat turtle shell. I found it down at the creek. You didn't yank the turtle out of there, did you? <laughs> no. If I go down to that creek and find some confused turtle swim without a shell, I'm gonna
0: go- <laughs> I'm gonna go make it
1: into a drum. oh my
0: god (laughs) really
1: yeah oh yeah i was probably like 11 12
0: which is weird because you wouldn't be watching home improvement would you oh yeah
1: i watched home improvement to see jtt right and also i'm the youngest of three so i ended up watching a lot of like sitcoms and stuff that were geared a little older Okay. what the
0: hell is jtt is that how you called him jtt yeah what's he he doing now
1: no idea is he like he got out of the acting game
0: good for him hopefully he's okay
1: I think he went to Harvard or something. I mean, I I think that he did okay.
0: Upon graduation, he enrolled at Harvard where he studied philosophy and history and spent his third year abroad at St. Andrews. Mm -hmm. In 2010, he graduated from Columbia. God. Yeah. Good for you, JTT.
1: Right? He doesn't need no.
0: Yeah, but look, like back in television, 2013, 2015, last man standing.
1: Which is Tim Allen's show, which he probably went on to do like a guest appearance, oh, right, something yes. cute like that. And he also
0: directed three episodes.
1: Oh, good for so him. So JTT,
0: that was a big thing. He was a heartthrob, right? hmm
1: Oh, yeah. I was really into him.
0: Did you have like posters? All
1: over my walls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was very... God, I don't, I, don't,
0: I don't think of you as, like, fangirling in that way, but.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was kind of a, I was uh, eclectic.
0: Were there magazines at the time?
1: Oh, yeah, all those, like, Teen Beat and, like, Big Bopper and all that junk.
0: You had all those?
1: Well, I didn't subscribe to them, but if oh, okay. they had JTT in them, I would beg my mom to let me get them.
0: Would you, like, pine for JTT? Like, what was the fandom like?
1: You know, what's funny, too, is, again, I was of. Like, the what part of your of-
0: day would it take up? Like Nine. a significant portion or no. just like it's something that you're into?
1: No. Um, although I do have a memory of calling um, 411 and trying to ask for his number.
0: Wait, did you know what town he lived in?
1: No. Like I said, probably Los <laughs> Angeles. And I think I, I called again and pretended to don't be like I think that's an how agent. 411
0: works, Jane. I think if or you call 411, 411. you get like your town. <laughs> yeah. It's not like Los Angeles, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> Hold one moment, please. <laughs> You call four one one. I think
1: I like pretended I was. I like to be an agent. Like I was trying to like a nine year old agent.
0: And what were you going to do if you got him on the phone? I
1: don't know. Tell him that. I, well, I knew that if he just had a chance to talk to me, he would like, know that we were meant to be together. Well,
0: do you think he is today?
1: I looked. He's yeah. thirty eight. Isn't that crazy? Yeah.
0: He's still young. Yeah. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Man. JTT sounds good, but of course, Jonathan Taylor Weiss—that's that's the real name. have that been that? a, That's JTT.
1: His real name is Weiss? Yeah,
0: Jonathan Taylor Weiss. What? Yes.
1: How do I not know this about Uh, my main man?
0: (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Maybe when, at the time, you know, we didn't have Wikipedia back then in the 90s, so you probably didn't have to learn much about him. Okay, so JTT was a big part of it. Mm -hmm. All right, what other good television tidbits can we glean from the life of Jenny in the 90s?
1: A very formative show for me was Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which I still think is, like, one of the best shows ever. I don't think I watched it in real time at that point. Okay, and who did
0: you like in the cast?
1: Oh my god! Well, everyone, <laughs> but um, I was obsessed with David Boreanaz, who played Angel. Ugh. He was probably my next big crush. <laughs> Jeez. Oh my god! Just a fan. Is David Boreanaz a good guy?
0: I just want to know if I, he's I worthy don't... of your uh, affection. Oh, Jason. Well, I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything about him. You well, probably know a lot more. Well, I was
1: basing my. Has he had any scandals? Everything on him around him playing a vampire. Um, named ah. Angel so okay. I'm not sure that I was really serious I, I just assumed that he was like you know that that guy but in real life hmm. um, but uh, Sarah Michelle Geller was amazing Allison Hannigan whatever happened to Sarah Michelle? she's uh, she has a line now of um, baked goods organic baked goods that she sells really? but she's still acting she is? yeah
0: huh.
1: she has two kids she's married to Freddie Prinze Jr.
0: Oh, are they still married? oh yeah good for them mm-hmm. right, you know what? After dumping on the '90s, Jenny, mm-hmm. you all seem to be doing very well. Yeah. It's my generation that actually is all fucked right. up from teenage stardom <laughs> and <right>. divorces <laughs> and everything. Like everybody I'm like, she's married to Freddie Prince uh-huh. Jr. She's married to like this gorgeous man, and they have beautiful children, and she has a probably incredibly successful line of baked goods. Yeah, and they're probably organic and, 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 and vegan. They are.
1: It's called Foodsters, and oh, they're God. organic. Follow her on on the gram.
0: You know what? I gotta stop. Shitting on your generation.
1: Thank you. Wow, you
0: guys really had it together. I feel
1: like I really changed you today. No,
0: I, I think you did. I actually did learn something. Look at JTT. Went to two Ivy League colleges.
1: Mm-hmm. And um, what's her name? <laughs> Maya Biyalek. Is that well, the right name? Of course, name? yeah. She she went to study neuroscience at Harvard. Yes, she was Blossom. And
0: that then back blossomed again on TV all That's over right. again.
1: And Big Bang Theory.
0: That's kind of like filled your mystery with kind of teen kind of cast thing. Yeah, right? it had
1: like the. Angsty high schooly teen yeah. romance, but it also had like mystery and a little like darkness to it, and sure. a lot of comedy. It was, Joss Whedon. It was Josh Whedon. Josh
0: Whedon, yes. How about my so-called life?
1: That was a, a little, little older yeah. than me, so my older sister watched that one. Okay, and I caught it sometimes, but you she was really been into, that. into. I'm. I know. I know. I would. Jared
0: Leto, Jordan yeah. Catalano. Jordan
1: Catalano. I'm very familiar with it because she was very into.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was like a few years older, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, what else? Give me some other good TV tidbits. Oh,
1: boy. We were really into TGIF, so that was— What's that? Oh, TGIF? Oh, there's a theme song for it you should That's a it. show? No, that was like a Friday night lineup. Thank God it's Friday. On? On, I think, ABC, maybe? It's Friday night.
0: I wish you could see how horrifying it is to see you, <laughs> like completely come alive. light up, and I come, come alive, alive when at I hear the 90s theme song. Cheesy 90s oh theme song, God. Jenny. That was that's.
1: It's who I am. It's oh wait, so soul. what's on the
0: TGIF lineup?
1: So Thursdays, I remember Thursdays, Fridays. I guess I don't understand Fridays how it works. <laughs> so there, it 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 switched, but I think the original one that I saw when I was pretty young mm-hmm. was Perfect Strangers with Balky, Balky and Larry. Oh yeah, Perfect Strangers.
0: I think of that as earlier, but and okay, then, that
1: was earlier. But but I watched it because it was family programming. Wait, is this primetime
0: Friday night? Yeah, yeah. So like back to back half hour shows. Exactly. Okay. So
1: I don't remember which. This is the most nineties
0: thing I've ever heard. I'll of name in my all life. the
1: shows I recall and together. Okay, we we'll I don't see remember it. how they were packaged. Okay. But um, Perfect Strangers, uh, Family Matters, of course, Full House, yes, Step by Step, yes. And then at some point, I believe, Hangin' with Mr. Cooper was maybe in that mix. <clears throat> and Perfect Strangers left at some point. Did I say step-by-step? Step?
0: You said step-by-step. Step. Okay. You're missing some majors here. Some okay. major shows.
1: All right. Want to play a little of the theme song for me? I'll tell you immediately what it okay.
0: is. Okay. You got it from that? No. No?
1: No. Is it about the College Years? No, what is this? Right.
0: You don't get this.
1: Wait. I've got to get better at this magic. What was that? <laughs> is that clueless? That is the greatest. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh, that was after my time.
0: Well, it's 96 to
1: 2003. On it's, on, TGIF? it's on TJF. I don't know if I believe that. But to try to place this, my Melissa, who's the middle sister, and uh-huh. I would bring our stuffed animals downstairs to put <laughs> on the couch with us. So we were not—I was not—you know—I was young watching yes. these shows. That's
0: what my—that's what my daughter does at eight.
1: Yeah, so, so it's
0: probably the same way. Okay, yeah. so Perfect Strangers. Mm-hmm. Did you mention Full House? Yes. Mr. Belvedere.
1: That was maybe before my time. Is that possible?
0: Eighty-five to ninety. Yeah. Just the ten of us. Never heard of that. No. Spinoff no, yeah. of Growing Pains.
1: Oh, okay.
0: I never heard of that. Family Matters. Yes,
1: named That's that one. That's Urkel,
0: right? Yeah. Okay. Did I do that? Uh, dinosaurs.
1: Oh, dinosaurs for sure.
0: You watch that? Oh
1: yeah. I'm the baby. Got <laughs> to love That's a Jim
0: me. Henson. Uh, it's like a kids Muppets.
1: Yeah, it was like this was a disturbing show. It was a show, little, like I sharper and more like sarcastic. Oh, it
0: was. Yeah. Here's the theme. See, this is what I'm saying. Like, if you take all these shows collectively, it's a lot of nothing.
1: How dare you? I mean, seriously. <laughs> out of no, all was, these
0: twelve shows. But it was very um Like you mentioned some good shows, like yeah. but th- this is all just but fluff. This
1: is what I was this is what I was watching and allowed to watch when I was True. young. And it's fluff. I mean, it was every story got resolved with a happy ending. True. Everybody had a hug at the end. It yes. was, you know, very positive messaging and Minus now if you go back and watch it, I'm sure it's like quite offensive in that great nineties way where like yes, you know, twenty-five percent of the jokes were like is something gay. But um but it was good at the time.
0: Yeah, you're right. I mean, like my daughter will watch um, you know, like Live and Maddie right now is like that's what if you were if you were eight years old now, you'd be obsessed with Live and Maddie. Okay. Um, which is Dove Cameron playing sisters. Okay. And it generally feels good. It's like Disney. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of sass and sharp talk. Yeah. And so we get a lot of that in the house where I'm like,
1: oh, Well, it's a me. different world like, for kids. Like, wait a minute. Today. What? Yeah.
0: And she learns yeah. and picks up a lot of these things. Mm-hmm. Like, so you're right that those shows would be innocuous and you really have no problem watching, having your child watch Urkel or any of these right. shows where it's like. Right. But I'm just saying it's kind of like rotting your brain. Sure. It's yeah. like pouring sugar in your right.
1: cavities. Yes, definitely. Yeah, no, I think that it was the it was some of the only programming that <laughs> I, I don't know if my oldest sister Heather would watch it because she was eight years older than me, but for for she the was, span of years, yeah. you know, it's hard to find programming that like sh- you know all three girls sure. want to watch. That's true, and that ma- she, I don't think she watched it, but. Okay. <laughs>
0: Well, that's pretty good, Jenny. I think we learned a lot about you today. Yeah, maybe these. too much. You revealed a lot. I did. Between the acapella and the television viewing. So oh, thank you so much. You're so welcome. For appearing now for your sixth time mm-hmm. on the pod.
1: Where's my blazer?
0: <laughs> okay, you know what? When you're here six times, we'll give you a blazer with yes. a patch. perfect. And it will have a... I bet you can get a, a JTT patch from Etsy.
1: Oh, my gosh. I hope Shouldn't so. Shouldn't you have that?
0: Shouldn't you have like a denim, like an acid-washed denim jacket yes. with a sleeve of patches of yes. all your 90s crushes and TV um, talismans on I it? I
1: would love that more than anything.
0: <laughs> you actually would. like. I really would. You would wear that. I would.
1: Because, again, the 90s generation, a.k.a. the greatest yeah, generation, they celebrate. Too, the Greatest Generation 2. will just add a 2, and then it'll be the sequel to the 1950s. Um, we're very nostalgic.
0: It's true. You know what? You have changed my opinion about this because I was judgmental hmm. coming from the generation prior to you. But you know what? I'm going to say that you're right. I'll, I'll put it this way. You weren't fed material challenging enough to cause your generation to suffer any kind of ill consequences. Exactly. Like when we were growing up, we watched fucked up shit on TV. Yeah. and went to movies that were like inappropriate and, mm-hmm. and there was more of that. And it messed it messed us up, got yeah. into our heads. Yeah. You guys, man, this is just like plop on down in front of the TV right. and pop up a bowl of popcorn, Mom, because yeah. nothing bad's gonna happen here. That's right.
1: Trust and believe it's <laughs> gonna be safe on TV. Well, you know what? I'm so glad that you came around. I feel like maybe this is kind of like the ending of a nineties television show.
0: You're right. It's like the old guy learned a little something about himself just when he thought the barn doors were closed to new knowledge and new things.
1: Yeah. I wish maybe we could dub in some like full house violin music over this conversation. Did they the have end. violin music? Oh, anytime there was a heart-to-heart conversation. There'd oh, really? be like this like... Uh, Okay, well, I'll
0: find that for you and I'll put that in. I'm sure there's a collection of (laughs) Full House theme music. Like
1: any (laughs) time any of the three adult men got down on one knee to talk to one of the girls, you were ready for some violence. Uh, Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, the shows and movies that changed my life are not Full House or Step by Step, but it was a fun thing to watch at the time. Yeah. All right, Jenny. Well, thank you so
0: much for coming in. We always cover such a fascinating Tapestry
1: Mm.
0: of entertainment topics. Uh
1: huh. Mostly personal things about my life. Yeah,
0: and we glancingly even talked about the movie a little bit. We did. Thank you so much for coming on.
1: You're welcome. As ever,
0: I always enjoy our conversations and they always go to surprising and interesting places. Sure.
1: So glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Thank you.